Introducing the Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark. Welcome into the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem. Big show today. Unfortunately, Mark cannot make it tonight. So, joining me, our unofficial mascot and third wheel here at the Corner Booth, Mr. Kevin Langley. What's up? Third wheel, just like in my daily life. I was going to wait for some self-demeaning joke. All right, yeah, well, we got a big show today. We've officially changed the name of the rundown to a new name, and we're going to start with that first. So, first off, we're going to get the menu and see what's on tap. Kevin, first topic, ironically, is Kevin Durant. Rick Rieger reported yesterday on The Herd that the, the feeling around the whole organization is that Kevin Durant is done. He's just isn't getting the vibe. He isn't getting the love. He's just He wants out. Of course, Colin was like, yeah, but you shouldn't leave Golden State. What are your thoughts here? I think anyone who complains, like, oh, KD's leaving Golden State, like, that he's screwing them over just like he screwed over OKC, is wrong. He shouldn't. He should have never gone to Golden State, and he should have seen this coming. People are like, he thinks, oh, it's not my team. No one gives me love. Yeah, they didn't draft you. They didn't develop you. You signed there to win a ring. You're, you're, you're no better than, like, the David Wests who came in for one year, the Andre Iguodala's. Like, it's not – and the only I, issue is – I tell you, is I am I, – LeBron has been such an asshole this year that he has made me a fan of Kevin Durant. Again, I used to hate LeBron and love Durant, and then Durant went to – I used to love both, actually. And then Durant went to Golden State, and I jumped on LeBron wagon even more. But LeBron has been such a tool the past two years – I have actually started to root for Kevin Durant. And the rumors are, you know, possibly the Knicks. Dude, I would go see them. I would low-key, don't tell Mark this because he'll hate me, I would low-key root for the Knicks when my Timberwolves weren't playing if Kevin Durant was there. Because I I would love to see him bring the basketball mecca up again. He doesn't have to win a ring, but if he makes them a playoff, like a a finals contender every year, they love him. Oh, my God. He'd be a god in New York. Look at Ewing. Ewing didn't win shit, and he, he's a god there. I can never root for KD because I my second team is Oklahoma City for the dumbest reason. Oh, and I just I, love Westbrook, but I, I still root for KD. I, I loved OKC for a different reason. When I was a kid, I loved Kendrick Perkins for God knows what reason. Um, he's short like him. you, grumpy like you, hits people like you. I, I see the similarities. Exactly, but so— once to sell the trade to OKC, I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to care more about OKC now. And so I just, not as bad as actual OKC fans, but I felt a little betrayed when he left. I knew he was leaving, and it was really sad, because I was like, I was hoping he went to any, I was hoping he went to D.C., honestly, and, and he went home, because that was the was, trend, like Garnett went home, LeBron went home. Like, I wanted it him was, to go to the Celtics. What? I wanted him to go to the Celtics. Yeah, it was. How can you turn down Tom Brady and Kelly Olynyk? <laughs> well, Kelly Olynyk, you just answer your own question. Yeah, I think uh, we're into that. He's a freaking degenerate. Um, hey, he was a stud <laughs> in Game Seven against the Wizards a couple years ago. Oh yeah, went off. Big, big, oh yeah, big hitter there. All right, if we're gonna summarize this up real quick, 
I, I kind of, in the way I look at this news, it's kind of like no shit, but now we're, it's like pretty much confirmed that he's gone. One, this proves my point that I've been making since fucking November that the Golden State Warriors dynasty, this was the last year it was going to be relevant. Like relevant enough where they're like the odds on favorite. No. Yes. No. Because when Katie leaves, Katie makes them unstoppable. But when Katie leaves, they had 73 wins without KD. And they lost in the finals. They're they still going to be the odds-on favorite. It doesn't matter if they lost. Like, the favorites Rockets lose. The Rockets you should know this. Them. You're an Eagles fan. They beat the Patriots. The Patriots were the favorites. The favorites lose. But I still think going forward, the Warriors are going to be the odds-on favorites unless. What if Clay leaves? If Clay. That's really the only, trust the team that's with just Steph and that's adding new variables. Also, Steph can see now. Yes, I do. But if Clay leaves, KD leaves, and one of them goes to the Lakers, and then Kawhi also goes to the Lakers, yes, then the Lakers will be the favorites. But I think no, whoa, wait, that, that I haven't that that's coming up in two topics. But no, I do not see Ka- uh, Clay might go to Lakers, but Kawhi he's either going to the Sixers or Toronto. Those are his two favorite squads. He won't even take me to the Lakers right now. Plot twist. Kawhi resides with uh, the Raptors. No. Oh my God. Again with the Spurs. Him and DeMar DeRozan on the same court would be insane. That'd be incredible. Maybe not enough basketballs to go around, but yeah, still. But all right, that's about wraps up for that. <laughs> Next up, another thing that broke today actually was a story a Bleacher Report came out with about Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. Now, it, it, it covers all the basis things you would think about in this situation. They didn't like each other. Aaron thought Roger uh, McCarthy Rogers thought McCarthy was an idiot. Um, when he fired oh. his boy, uh, Noel, oh, who was the quarterback coach that Rogers' boy? I can't remember the guy's oh. name right now. I can't either. It's, yeah, but... I, know, I know. I remember hearing his name today when I was listening to a, a show, but it was a bunch of things. And how um, McCarthy refused to adapt. He refused to go out and get guys. He refused, it was just a whole list of things against McCarthy. Roger's ripping him a new asshole. And it, and it makes – it's it's essentially more shit we knew kind of was there. But nobody wanted to kind of admit that it was true yet because the Packers are kind of like this pride of America team. And honestly, I hate – I just I – just, I, the Packers are just like – Vanilla envelopes to me. They're boring as shit, regardless of who they have as a quarterback. So, I I think my favorite thing about the Bleacher Report that came out, the Bleacher Report article that came out about it, because I read that while I was at work today, is the thing that wasn't really talked about as much and shows that Aaron Rodgers might be the pettiest person (laughs) on the face of the earth. Which we already know. It's worse because Mike McCarthy was the offensive coordinator of the 49ers in it was the 05 draft, I think, when Alex Smith went first overall. And, and Rodgers dropped to 20th. And apparently in the report it said that Aaron Rodgers hated Mike McCarthy from that day forward and was pissed when they um got a con when they hired him to be their coach. Because in his mind, he thought that McCarthy thought that Alex Smith was a better quarterback than him. Oh, my God. And Aaron Rodgers held that grudge for years. And I love it. I also love that, like, you know, like, this is, as my fire, why my my girl Olivia Munn dumped his ass. 
Um, now he's dating Danica Patrick. Even worse. It's like downgrading. Well, yeah, no. I'm not saying that it's an upgrade. But also, how, why couldn't he marry like a better – or date a better athlete? Like a, someone who plays sports? Because that I, kid would be the most athletic kid ever. Oh, my God. It's like, they. oh, my God, they have great hand-eye coordination. Oh, that's about it. Yeah, like, come on. Just – I mean, some, the kid might be a phenomenal hitter in baseball. That's about it. And maybe a good Aaron, pitcher, too. Aaron Rodgers, just – I don't know. I think she's married, but Alex Morgan. Just date Alex Morgan. Make the biggest freak of an athlete kid ever. <laughs> and make them your legacy. Like, I don't care about the Hail Marys. I don't you care about the about one Super Bowl kids? win. Zach, Zach Ertz and Julie Johnston's kid is going to be a monster. That kid's going to be a freak. It's, oh, I my can't God. Because he's what, six what? foot six in a, a tank, and she's a rocket. Isn't, is she a professional soccer player, too? She's, like, ranked the best one in America. Yeah, so I'm. I want to see that kid play soccer. I want the. I, I hope. I hope it's a boy, and I hope play soccer, and I hope it makes U.S. soccer great. Not again for the first time. <laughs> all right, we're getting off topic here, but all right. So overall, McCarthy Rogers. I just look at it from the standpoint that we all know Aaron Rodgers is a big petty baby. McCarthy is a grumpy old curmudgeon, and they are a match made in hell. So there you go. Um, yeah. Also today, Lakers, the reports are out. Woj dropped this whole bomb, literally talking about how there is no synchronization between Jeannie Buss, Magic Johnson, Rob Polenka, LeBron James, Luke Walton. And I'm just like, it was like, I think today was like a oh, uh, no shit news day. Because all three things I knew about Durant, McCarthy, Rogers hitting each other, and the Lakers being an absolute clusterfuck of a situation – it's all coming true, but now it's all confirmed. It's like you made all these blasphemous accusations on a test, and then the teacher checks your work and you're right. It's it, it it's crazy to me because I love that the Lakers. I loved rooting for the Lakers when I had Kobe. Like I I, I was I never really hated them, but like I started to appreciate Kobe more and more as I got older because I realized he had this killer mentality. Gross. He at, oh go away. Um, like, it just, like, compares it. Like, I appreciate Michael Jordan for what he did. And all these LeBron is better than Jordan. And LeBron is better than Kobe. People can just go away. Because, honestly, if Durant wins another title, he's better than LeBron in my eyes. If you really want to go there, the stats line up. And so the titles. The thing is, to me, and, yes, that's my hot take for the day. Um, tied. Yeah, well, KD wins another title with Golden State this year and then goes and wins another one somewhere else. Then we're putting him in the top three with Kobe and uh, Jordan. Disagree. Hard disagree. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it ends up. But what do you think about the layer situation? Because I know as a Celtics fan, you must love this. But I just... A little. It's like literally like everything that could have gone wrong. Like Lonzo Ball is suing his dad's co-founder. Like everything that possibly could go wrong with this team this year has happened. And it's great. Yeah, it... It's bittersweet for me because I – yes, watching the Lakers struggle this year has been incredible. I love it. Watching LeBron just chuck balls off of the backboard when inbounding it. They're, they're him, really playing defense. 
Kuzma shoving him to play defense, him rolling the ball up the court and then getting knocking it out of bounds. Oh, it's been great. But when I was when I was on a couple weeks ago, I talked about how I still think this is a good season for the Lakers because they got LeBron. They have like the guy they want to have help them win again. And they're going to get maybe another free agent. And I think they're only going to get one big name. Is there any Boogie or um, uh, Jimmy Butler are the two favorites right now? I And they're not going to get another one because another Woj report came out today that LeBron can't get the top the top players he wants to be in Space Jam 2. So oh, my, my God. Hot take, my hot take, the NBA player, everyone in the NBA hates LeBron. And it's amazing. I think, and this That's is what great. I was th- starting to see, this whole AAU mentality is starting to fade away in the NBA. You, you're noticing that, right? Guys like Kawhi, Dame Lillard, even Kevin Durant starting to bite this bug a little bit. They're like, we want to, even Towns too, we want to go win on our own team. Like, we'll, we'll have guys get drafted to us. Maybe a free agent comes over. But these super teams, like, the amount of the lack of clout they, I think these players think they get from this, it's starting to eat. I'm like, nobody is going to take away Steph's clout. Because he was drafted there. He won a title without KD. He still dominated with KD there. And that's why Steph lost no clout in the eyes of NBA fans and team and players. KD lost some because he won his two titles with Steph. And he went to a 73-win team. Yeah. And yeah, that's I, why I think – and this is why like nobody's respecting LeBron right now. Because LeBron is the originator of all this bullshit. I think LeBron and KD are different, though, because the Warriors were a 73-win team when KD went there. When LeBron so taking 99 like, overall roster in Madden and then dropping the NFL Legends roster into it. Yeah, it's and then, though, like when you take um, what LeBron did, the, the Heat were competitive. They were decent. They weren't great. They were five years or four years at that point removed from a title. They had Dwayne Wade, and that's pretty much it. So LeBron and Chris Bosh both went there, and then they went to us. I think that's—I don't like it. I think it's a little more respectable yes. than going. You know what? This team just won seventy-three games and blew a three-one lead in the finals, and they're set. They're probably going to win a couple more. I'm going to go hop on their backs and just win. And I know KD contributed, but that's pretty much what his mindset had to be. He essentially made them unstoppable in the finals because. Oh, God, I got to cover Steph so he doesn't bomb like 43s. I got to cover like, oh, I have to put one guy alone on LeBron, Kevin Durant. We're fucked. Yep, pretty much. Because he's unstoppable on offense. He is Giannis with a jump shot. <laughs> with a lethal jump shot. Like, they're the same type of player length and, like, mobility-wise. But Kevin Durant is just a sniper. He's He can't miss. And yep. that's, to me, I look at it from the standpoint of... If Durant, like what I talked about before, goes to D.C. or New York, where he's reported to be looking at, or, God, this would be fucking hilarious, goes back to Oklahoma City, like, and wins a title there, I'd be like, okay, I see you, Kevin. I don't know if you want to go back to OKC. I mean, him, Russ, and Georgia on the same team would be just fucking amazing. Oh, it'd be amazing, but he's, Katie's soft. I'm gonna go out there and say it. KD is soft. And Russ and Russ and Russ and uh, Paul George are not soft by any stretch. No. Especially Russ. Like, and that's not a dig against Paul George. Russ just 
there it's hard to compare. Russ is a football to. player in a basketball player's body. Basically. And I, this I don't is why know. I love Russ. I think if KD goes back, the fans would support him, but he would not be able he wants to shake that. Well, he did leave. And That's why I think New York would be the perfect spot for him. Oh, that'd be gross. I would love it. You know why? Because imagine, like, his first game of the Garden, him, like, some top five draft pick. They get, like, watch, they get the two pick. They get John Morant. So it's Morant, like, Dennis Smith Jr. coming off the bench. You got DeAndre Jordan. You got Kevin Durant. Maybe they get, like, uh, they get, maybe they get, um, they get buckets. So they get maybe Clay Thompson to come over to New York, which would be fucking hilarious. Here's how I see it playing out. KD goes there. They have Dennis Smith at the point. Maybe Kyrie goes there. I think his chances of staying, like I said before, are better than people give it. But it, there's a chance he goes. I think the NBA rigs it again. And the Knicks get the first overall pick and draft Zion. And put him at the four, Dray at the three. Yeah. And then DeAndre at center. With that stank eye of his and, that cra- and everything. You yeah, know what I would love? And this isn't even just year. because I'm a fan. I would love to see some random fucking team like the Nuggets or the Timberwolves get the number one overall pick. Oh, you would love to see the Timberwolves get the number one overall pick? Who would have thought, Jared? <laughs> or even the two. I mean, listen, I, ideally, I want John Wait, Morant. Aren't the Nuggets like almost a playoff team? It's not the Nuggets. Not. You know what I meant? Like, oh, fuck. Um,. I think my like the magic or the Tim Magic of the Timberwolves get like an overall pick. Like a small oh. market team who like like was close to the playoffs but not in the playoffs, get like who has like no chance of getting the overall pick, get has like get it. I would be the laughing Wizards. hysterically. I want because, the Wizards to get that. Oh my god, the Wizards get Zion. Dude, that team would be nasty. Oh, that team would be unreal. That's why I want it. Like I want Zion to go to not the Lakers, the Knicks. Is that too much to ask? I want Zion to go to neither of those teams, and if he could just go, if somehow the Celtics could get the first overall pick, I wouldn't complain. But you won't. So you oh, are at, you are mathematically me. eliminated from the lottery. Um, have you ever heard of a thing called a trade? Yeah, yeah, but I thought you got what do you guys no one, trade? No one sign and trade Celtics, Kyrie. The Celtics won't trade enough to get that, and the Celtics won't, or no team will trade what the Celtics will give. That's just a pipe dream of mine. They they just know Danny Ainge is, is like a, like a schemer so. Um, no people ever trade a pick for da- with Danny Ainge again. <laughs> yeah I know. All right, next up AAF is officially dead in the water at least for now until somebody throws a gajillion dollars at it again. Rest in peace, our sweet prince. <laughs> I'm actually kind of sad because like I, it was a good product they just marketed it and they just did not market it enough and. I feel bad for the players. Uh, lost seventy million dollars. Johnny Manziel got a concussion because of it. Johnny Manziel's done. Uh, he's he's, done. I, he's never playing a down of professional football again. He can't he play in the okay. XFL. He looked okay, man. It wasn't like they looked it's terrible. It's the off the field stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, that's not good enough to ignore that. Yeah. I just I, I can't. I feel bad. I just I, – I like, I wanted to succeed because, like, minor league football, like, the idea of it is great. And I would love to see it just, like, pay off. Yeah. I I would just – it 
it, there was so much good in it. It just the execution was not good enough. Yeah, it's hard to formulate thoughts because this is like a family member losing a family member, and it's just sad. How oh, it's like losing a second, a third cousin. That's a family member. Barely. I didn't say it was a close family member, but I'm just saying it's like losing a family member. Alrighty. All right. So next up, the Jets uniforms have been leaked. I am looking at them right now. Oh, they got officially released. Oh, officially released. Sorry, that's what I meant no, to say. No, they got leaked yesterday, and then like they the leak was right. It is those are the jerseys. Yeah. So honestly, I don't hate them. I don't hate them. They're okay. I'm calling a little copyright infringement because it looks like they're ripping off the Eagles uniforms a little bit with the color combos. Okay, if we're going to do that, then the Lakers have a suit against the Kings for stealing their color combination at one point. I'm talking about, like, the way the black and green and the white is set up. I'm not talking about the actual, like, combinations and shit. Yeah, um, I agree with you. They're, they are trying to kind of, not trying, but, like, they do look very similar to the Eagles uniforms. We talked about this earlier, but like the shoulder stripes going into the collarbones looks awful. It it, it, it honestly it doesn't look as awful as I thought it looked before. It looks weird. It, those pictures. It looks like a college uniform. It looks like a college football. It looks like Marshall's uniform. Seriously. I would like there were a bunch of tweets about it, and I agree. It looks like a D two college uniform. Yeah, it looks like what like a, a team that would play against my uh, my alma mater Southern would like wear. So yeah. Or, like, a D1, like, powerhouse high school football team. My issue is I – it's more of a modern-looking jersey. And I – for some reason, I just don't like modern jerseys. I mean, like I like – Modern-looking, I guess. I like, two, like 2000s modern, not like this. This is, well, like – No, like, modern's a style, and it's, like – what they think it's going to look like coming next. And I don't like those. Like, Oh yeah. When they try to jump the shark a little, like the Jaguar yeah. translucent helmets that look so stupid. Awful. Like um, all my favorite jerseys are like throwback jerseys and stuff like the red Patriots jerseys. When the Eagles had their throwbacks, probably use the Falcons nineties jerseys this year. Love those. So I like m- more traditional styles. Like the Eagles are bringing back their Kelly green jerseys next year. So yes. like, I'm hyped as hell about it. Not even they're not gonna, they're not gonna they're gonna be alternates, but like they'll still be like like worn. Jeffrey oh. Lurie's trying to like make a push because now that the NFL dropped a stupid ass like no helmet rule, the Eagles can actually like do the alternate uniforms. So um oh please bring back Pat the Patriot. Oh please my stop. god, I, I love those uniforms. Oh, the Reds, I got a red Gronk jersey. I have um. Rip. I had the old. Remember those yellow and Carolina blue Eagles jerseys? Yeah. I had a Westbrook one. Oh. Oh. It was a gift from a buddy of mine. It was, but like, <sighs> I have only the modern Eagles jersey. If they get a Kelly Green one, I will get a Kelly Green um Alshon Jeffrey or something. Oh, that'd be nice. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, but so far, I mean, I give them like a B pl- a B minus. It's like it's the Jets. But who knows? Maybe new uniform. They don't completely jet it up. I I don't know. Like, but here's the thing that I think is gonna happen: the Jets, they like they sign Le'Veon Bell. Sam Donald's gonna be another year better. They're gonna suck. They're gonna be fucking awful. And I think that the jerseys are gonna look worse because you're gonna watch Sam Donald throw twenty picks in them. 
Is that that's just like I just hear straight Patriots hatred of New York coming out of that whole sentence right there. It's not Patriots hated hatred. It's just a fact that the Jets are bad. Yes, they signed Le'Veon Bell. That's great. Okay, you have a running back. What else do you have? You have Sam Darnold, who at this point it's a coin flip. Are they gonna? Is he going to be good? Is he gonna be awful? They did shore up their offensive line a little bit. I do love like them re- like re- keeping Robbie Anderson because he's a good deep threat, even if he is an Robbie, idiot. Robbie Anderson is good, and I I'm not. Uh, other than Sam Darnold, I'm not talking down to any Jets players, but I just don't think it's a well-run organization, and I don't think they're going to be I, well. Oh, so, oh uh, uh, Jameson Crowder. I love that signing, too. I because, think it's— Again, I think it's not going to work out. I think it's—they're going to go 9-7 and seven this year. I think the Bills are going to be like an 8-8, eight 7-9 eight, team. The Dolphins might not win a game this year. Um, hey, hey, they'll go 1-15. I'm sure they, oh, yeah. they, they have the one Patriots. game on their roster. See, oh, yeah, no, that's it. Schedule, there's three games. There's, like, two or three games I know they're going to lose just because it's going to be – this is how the Patriots are. They're going to lose to Cleveland because it's going to be like the, the Chiefs last year. They're just going to outgun them. It's going to be like one of those uh, – the Titans, whoever they got and people. And then in the AFC Championship game, they're going to win. Smart. Exactly. They're going to lose to Philadelphia because for some reason we have your fucking number. I can't figure it out why. Mm. But we, and then you're going to lose to the Dolphins. I That's, hate your love of the Eagles. You're like, oh, the Eagles have the Patriots numbers. Like, the Eagles beat them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Also, the Eagles had a chance to win the Super Bowl 15 years ago, and the Pats beat them. Like, because they put flu virus in McNabb's water bottle. What do you want from me? Um, But, no, I, I agree with you, actually. The Dolphins will have one win, and it's going to be against the Patriots in week 15, 16, whatever it is, in Miami. True. But, oh. Actually, the Pats might win that game because they're not going to put Gronk at safety. <laughs> Who thought that was that a good was, idea? I saw it. Okay, so I missed that play because I was – so when I used to go to my sister's bar to watch football on Sundays, I'd have, like, all four TVs synced up to games I wanted to watch. The bartender, I was pretty tight. I was good friends with her. She would literally just let me be on remote, remote surfing. So I would have, like, you know, I'd have the Eagles in the big TV, and then I'd have, like, three other games. Or if the Eagles were on later, I'd do whatever. And I had – there was – I think it was a crazy finish in the game. The other game might have been the um, – I can't even remember what game it was. There was another crazy finish, so I switched to that one quick. And I tried to switch back to the Dolphins game, and I missed it. I was so pissed off. Oh, no, 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 I was home. That's why I missed it. Because if there were two TVs, I would have seen them both. But I was so mad I, I missed it, and I had to go back and watch it again. I saw that. What? I almost threw up when I saw that. I mean, Devin McCourty's getting up there, but he's not a bad safety. Patrick Chung also, not bad. Why are you having Gronk? You, I literally you think literally they just couldn't prevent a Hail Mary, but at the same time, I'm like, but why, though? The, I, the amount of, unless Calvin Johnson is, I mean, Devontae Parker's 6'2", but, like, it's not like they have Megatron or Alshon Jeffrey or Randy Moss back there. They're literally, it's like they're tallest receiver 6'2". Yeah, isn't, no, isn't Devin McCourty 6'1"? That sounds right. Hang on, let me, let me look this up real quick. He is not a short boy. I know. I'm like, I, I forgot. I thought one of the McCourty brothers was like 6'1 or 6'2". So, Devin is 5'10". Again, not that short. 
especially compared to me. And Jason's 5'11". Like, yes, they're that's average not size. super tall, but, hey, they're slightly above average, Jared. Don't sell me short. Average size for an NFL safety. Oh, for NFL? Yeah, okay, yeah. All right, just, just checking. Um, so, like, yes, Devontae Parker has some height on him, but it's not insurmountable. It's not like you have Taco Fall going back there. Who's their quarter? It's Tannehill was still playing, right? Or was he injured the entire season? I can't remember. I have no idea. Ryan is an enigma. (laughs) I don't know. Whoever was playing quarterback for them, like, yeeted that ball up. Oh, it was was a rocket ship. Right? It might have been. It might have been the Broncos. I'm I not hope sure. Not. So just anyway, for the Dolphins, so they've the gone through that, enough. Like, Bronk is playing deep. That just was like Belichick just getting lazy. I think that was Belichick just going. You know what? I'm gonna walk into the Super Bowl. Let's just have some fun. Let the Dolphins. The entire AFC is gonna overthink them their shit again. It, no, it was a masterful chess move. He didn't want the Dolphins to have a higher draft pick, so he let them win. <laughs> does it again. What a genius. All right, next next topic. Oh, God. All righty. Jason Witten reportedly now playing – is now, of course, playing with the Dallas Cowboys. Reportedly came out saying today that it really sucked when people would criticize his Monday football abilities as a broadcaster. First of all, you were fucking terrible. Yeah. Also, no one was criticizing your ability to catch a ball or run routes. They were saying, man, this guy really has a limited football IQ and can't speak well. If you say, like, play oh, a position where you turn, catch, and run. Gronk could play it. Come on. It's not that hard, Jason. And you know what the thing is? I think Gronk's just smarter. He puts on a character for this so, shit. He has a high football IQ, but... I still think he might be kind of an idiot. But but no, He's, like have wait, you seen his family guy episode? The Gronk family guy episode? Yes. yes. I think that's how Gronk is in his day to day life. <laughs> I don't think it's an act. <laughs> he chucks a tour bus a couple miles away. Yeah, no, but I it, it's just I, I, like honestly, and the fact that Jason Wynn is with the Cowboys apparent ants. See, I was getting all excited about how bad the Cowboys offseason was going until they got Randall Cobb and Robert Quinn. I'm like, oh. Yeah. I still, I'm still big on my conspiracy theory that Jason Witten is going to be the next coach of the Cowboys. I like that conspiracy theory, actually. Yeah. Like, I think it's a good, it's solid. Like, Jason Garrett, captain 8-8. Eight and eight. Second Number. only to general 8-8, eight and eight, uh, <laughs> Jeff Fisher. But I think captain 8-8 eight and eight is going to do what he does, go eight and eight. Jerry Jones is gonna be like, you know what? No, you're fired. Jason, you want to coach? Wynn's gonna go. Well, I don't know. I kind of still want to play a little. He's like, all right, first player coach in NFL history. <laughs> Paul Crew 2.0. Oh, was it? Um, no. And then so- Tony Romo becomes an offensive coordinator. And the Cowboys win, and Jared burns Jerry World to the ground. That'd be incredible. I would, I would literally like take, I would literally find every bit of C4 and dynamite and gasoline I could get up my hands on and just light the place up like a Christmas tree. 
on a watch list to our to the listeners. <laughs> It'd be like, hey, spell out in the middle of the field. Suck it, Jerry. Um, all right, next up. We had, you actually asked me this question before, and I actually was pretty interested. Now you got me intrigued. What draft pick is in a hundred percent like you have to draft him? Now there's a couple guys I love here, but like I want to hear your opinion first. You're gonna hate my opinion. Mm, I always do anyway, but go on. You're gonna hate it extra special. I hate it too. Because I believe you I don't like taking interior alignment high because you can get a serviceable interior alignment later in the draft. Usually I, thir- after the third round, though, you're really playing rusher and low with that, though. Well, yeah, no, when I mean like, I mean like second, third round, like you don't want to take a high pick on him. But at the same time, and Nick Bosa's good, and I'm not knocking him. I'm not knocking Kyler. I haven't really watched a lot of their tape. I don't do draft prospect stuff for belly up. I don't. So I haven't really been looking into it. One guy I know who is the closest thing to a can't miss is Quinnen Williams. I agree with that. And, again, I don't like taking D tackles early. I don't agree with it, but he ran a— You build a team from the inside out. You don't build it from the outside in. So I agree with that statement. He ran like a 4.83 at the combine or something. This is what I run for a 40. But he's also like 300 pounds. Exactly, which makes this very terrifying. Freak of nature. And last year during the semifinal game against Oklahoma— he Oklahoma's offensive lineman won an award for being the best O line in the country. Quentin Williams draft class too, right? went through them like Swiss cheese. One of them is, but like the whole line got the award. I I, and, I, just, I watched that game and Kyler Murray's looks like he's running for his life. But and, I agree with you. Um uh, you know, it's so messed up because I did, like, so much, like, research the past Jared's couple quickly days. looking for players from the U that are in this draft, like. The highest-ranked player from the U that's going to get drafted is probably Michael Jackson, and he's not going to draft it, like, the third round. He's a corner. Um, Not going to make a Michael Jackson joke. <laughs> I can't even do it right now. My voice is, like, so shocked. All right, so who's your can't-miss prospect then? I'm really just – I'm like – I have like four guys I love here, and that's the problem. Like, because like I'll do like all this research, and I'll fall in love with the guy's like statistics and stuff. And I'll like – or like his tape. And usually I, I like to leave – see like I – you know, I, I like – you know, one of my guys is of course I like Nick Bosa. Just because like, you know – He's big, strong, his brother's great, but then again, that just leans it to me like, all right, so maybe this is like just the name that's carrying him. Um another guy I love is Devin White out of LSU. Absolute rocket of a linebacker, can just fill gaps, coverage, blitz, the whole nine yards. Devin White's a stud. Oh, Devin White is a stud. If you want something my biggest bust, I'm telling you it's gonna be Dwayne Haskins. Um Oh. Oh, okay. hate on Hitting on Ohio State players? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. The Ohio State players. The Ohio State players. I don't disagree. Uh, my my can't-miss prospect is Greedy Williams, actually. Going all the way down to 24. Me and Mark both have him going to Oakland. 
right. I love his speed. I love his coverage ability. I love the fact that he's not he's a gamer. He's not like he's not like your prototypical won't hit the guy cornerback. The dude can run, but he's not afraid to get up and be physical. I mean he's not the guy from uh, Alabama came out last year, the guy Humphrey. But I mean he's still like he's a big physical guy. He's gonna go up, he's gonna attack. And I do love him as a prospect. I think he, he's going to be a shutdown corner within two or three years, at least to the point of where he's like a Darby kind of like, you know, like a B plus, like he can be your number one guy. He's and go serviceable. Down. He's serviceable. He's, he may have like Patrick Peterson, like talent. I don't fucking yeah, know. Like his floor is, you think he's going to be a serviceable talent. His floor is he's a number one or two cornerback on any roster. Okay. I don't hate that move. And for me, that's what you can ask for in the draft. The so, o- can you My biggest me? bust, though, I will tell you straight up, oh. is Dwayne Haskins. I think Haskins is this year's big bust. Okay. I don't hate it. I I'm, I can see that. Here's the things that scare me, and it's weird. I hate his release, which for quarterbacks, for some reason, releases are like a big thing with me. So I wasn't a fan of Wentz's release when he came out of college. Then he adjusted and he got better, and you saw he almost had the MVP until – Mark Barron torpedoed his kneecap. I loved um, Michael Vick's release because it was short, quick, snappy. His post-prison release. Now, this pre-prison release. Um, I love Rodgers's. I love Matt Stafford's. Brady's is crispy. I, I, I'm i a big fan Stafford of— has a real good release considering how good he has at throwing the long ball. Same thing with Rodgers. It's ridiculous. I also love Rivers. Even though his decision-making is hot garbage, that boy can just sling a rock. I hated hated, um, Vince Young's. I hated Dwayne Haskins. I hated Kaepernick's. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Eli's. I'm sure you love Keith's, though. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. And then also, I'm not even. I don't even like Tannehill's. His looks just kind of wonky too. Tannehill's so, not really a good quarterback, though. I know. So the release by itself just terrifies me. And then the fact is that he's just so unathletic that I ran a faster 40 time when I was rocking a solid 245. And you know, if you looked at me, you realize why it's hilarious because it wasn't like uh, Dwayne Haskins 245. It was a beer gut 225 245. Um. Oh yeah. It wasn't like lean muscle like this guy's supposed to be having. Um, didn't not look like he stepped up in big games at all. I I feel like yeah he threw up a lot of touchdowns, but the Big Twelve their secondaries have been gar- hot garbage for the past two years. That's my issue with your greedy Williams pick. I know SEC quarterbacks are trash, but the receivers yeah. are. That's true, but if you can't get them the ball, it doesn't matter. You know what? I, LSU just breeds cornerbacks like a. Like That's Miami true. breeds linebackers and you guys breed defensive tackles. It just happens. And running backs. Yeah, you you guys are like a fifty fifty ball every year. Like Derrick Henry, Henry, Mark Ingram, T.J. Yeldon, serviceable. Don't give me Eddie Lacy because he can't put down the cheeseburgers. He was good for a while. Okay, you want to hear my? You want to hear my avoid at all costs pick? My yeah. boss, Kyler Murray. Really. Yep. The consensus number one overall pick on like every yep. mock draft board on the planet. There's a reason that he was gonna pick football or baseball rather. There's a reason for that. I don't I would avoid him. Now I know I've been very pro short guys right now. 
Oh, I don't fight him either. I just go with what everybody's telling me. I think, obviously, he came to play against Alabama. He did put up points. But my concern is Alabama, obviously, SEC has good defenses, and I'm not trying to just say Alabama's the best. Alabama defense, one of, like an Alabama defense, is unreal. They held Leonard Fournette to 13 yards around, like under 50 yards every What time does that played. say about a guy like Trevor Lawrence who literally just went open season on you guys? Trevor Lawrence is the number one overall pick next year. Two years. He's, he was a true freshman this year. Was he? Yep. I'm an idiot. Two years then. <laughs> I thought he was the same age as Tua. Nah, Tua's got a year on him. I think Tua's going to okay. be a bust. I think Tua's going to be a bust, too. But, um, I think if Tua can stay healthy, he'll succeed. But, I think he'll be, a, he'll be a serviceable quarterback. I just don't think he's going to be like a pro I, bowler. I think Kyler, he, I, I would be worried about him because NFL defenses are probably about as good as Alabama defenses week in, week faster. out. But faster overall, I am concerned with his durability and his ability to do that Week in and week out. He played All the right, game. I want you to life. go down some of the defensive ends that are going to be chasing him in the NFC West. Let's go down. Frank Clark from Seattle. You've got, uh, let's see, you got Nick, possibly Nick Bosa, DeForest Buckner, Solomon Thomas, and D Ford up in uh, San Fran. You have, and then, oh yeah, and oh yeah, you have that crazy group of kids out in LA. You know, Aaron Donald, Dante Fowler. Most likely Dominic and Sue because nobody else is going to take him. Not at all. Um, if I'm Kyler Murray, I'm shitting an egg right now. Yeah, see, so you agree with me, actually. I I agree with you 100%. There's I don't, a first the time for everything. There's two, I would still think Haskins is a bigger bust. I think Haskins is getting put as a good pocket passer. At least Murray can run. Um, That's true, but I also think— My quarterback in this draft he didn't even start being in the first round until Joel Klatt had him go into the uh, Patriots. It's a Will Greer. I think Will Greer is actually a solid pick. If well, my issue with Will Greer is he did drop off a bit after he stopped taking steroids. But then you watched him take on his two biggest gains of his college career this year against Texas, and then uh, I think it was the Big Twelve Championship. It's such a shame. Motherfucker, people the up. absolute love fest were given for Will Greer. Oh, no, no. Mark knows how much I love Will Greer, and it cracks him up. But I love, I told him I love Will Greer for three reasons. The bazooka he has on his shoulder, his gamer gunslinger mentality, which wins in the NFL, and then the fact that he's matured. He's 23 years old. He's got a kid and a wife. It's not like he's going out and partying every night. The guy That's is like, true. I, it's intangibles like that. And the guy is seasoned. He's been around. He's gone through adversity getting kicked out of school. So, to me, Will Greer's the can't miss. I think Daniel Jones is just a, just a stupid pick. I think I, it, it, I oh, my God, he picked up our ACC defenses. He also threw three picks against Miami, or two picks against Miami. Um, he was borderline useless because it was pouring rain. And then, um, I mean – I don't hate Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke's kind of the same type as Will Greer but with less maturity. He's, he's my go-to quarterback for this draft. Really? I think uh, Greer is my go-to, but Drew Locke's my second. Well, I, I think if you don't have very – like, if you don't need a quarterback necessarily, like, you know, the Patriots, the Saints, teams like that that are good, 
already you're going to have a later pick. I think Will Greer, they're not going to target, but a guy like Drew Locke could be available in the second round, late first, early second, I think. I have Drew Locke going to Miami at 11. I don't know if he's going to go that high. I solely it's quarterback, because of, it's quarterback, so teams will take yes, quarterbacks so fucking early. Solely because he's an SEC quarterback. Those teams don't look – those quarterbacks generally don't work out. No, SEC quarterbacks from Alabama and LSU don't work out. Cam Newton's an outlier. Give me another good quarterback from the SEC. <laughs> I legit almost said Johnny football and I call myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so usually uh, it's usually Pac-12, Pac-12, ACC, non yeah. uh, non power I, conference. I think he'll drop because he's from the SEC, but I think he can still succeed because I think he's his arm strength and his just like his like kind of like game like the same thing with weird that kind of gamer gunslinger mode that he goes into. Teams like that because you can coach decision making. You can't coach arm talent. I think if you can pick him up and you already have a quarterback like the Steelers, the Saints, the Patriots, like a quarterback nearing the end of their career, as much as it hurts me to say about Tom Brady, but, and then mold him for a year or two or a couple of years. I think that that could work out great. Have him step in. All right. I think, yeah, I think like a one year backup, like honestly, that's why I think Miami would be good for, um, uh, what's it called? I really hope Greer goes up, gets drafted higher than um, Locker Jones. It's not going to happen, but I think he's going to be the best. I think he's the Dak of this draft, except unlike Dak, he actually can throw the ball past 20 yards. But I digress. And the other one was, actually, you. this is the other draft pick question you had for me, and uh, I want your opinion on this too. Which top 10 team is going to be a playoff team this year? Now, your options are the Denver Broncos, Buffalo Bills, Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, New York Giants, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Oakland Raiders, New York Jets, San Francisco 49ers, or the Arizona Cardinals. Now, are we going to ignore the elephant in the room that is the San Francisco 49ers, or are we going to actually just go off board here? Did you mention the Jaguars? They got a top 10 pick. Yeah, I did say the Jaguars. I missed it. Sorry, because they're my pick. Really? They're my pick. You like Slick Nick? If that's what we're calling him as opposed to his real nickname. Sure. Nick, Nick. <laughs> I think that the reason that I think Jacksonville's quarterback play last year, I love the boat, but I think the quarterback play held them back. I think with the defense that they have with Leonard Fournette, they have some decent receivers, not great. I think because they don't have to worry about a quarterback this year, they can take a wide receiver. In, or help their offensive line a bit. They don't have a bad line, but they don't have a great line. Help I fix that. So Jacksonville. They take DK Metcalf with the seventh pick. Oh, please no. <laughs> I get so see them doing that now. Look, I like Nick Foles. I don't know. I, he doesn't have the cannon for a guy like DK Metcalf, and that's not a knock against Nick Foles. That's a knock Foles against Foles is DK one of the best deep arms in the league, but it's just still like, it's not like Wentz or uh, Rodgers. also getting up there in age. Like, once DK Metcalf hits his prime, uh, Nick Foles will be getting up there. I don't. I would take a more Hollywood Brown, sh- maybe. Yeah, not a short, not like a short receiver player, but like an intermediate guy who can go deep sometimes. Maybe his teammate AJ Brown, second round pick, maybe. Yeah, like guys like that. I think 
I think that Jacksonville has the potential to be good because they were in the AFC Championship game just a year ago. In while Blake they Bortles were one tip pass, they were one Gilmore tip pass from going to the Super Bowl against. Well, Blake Bortles isn't a bad wasn't a bad quarterback that year. I don't think that he helps them at all this year. He's not a good quarterback. They have the pieces in place to be good, and I think that with Nick Foles and if they can add another receiver, some more weapons, help them line, something like that, they can make the playoffs easily. Cakewalk. My answer is I have a – okay, so I have two. Because obviously you can say the San Francisco 49ers, and I'm not going to take your pick as the Jaguars. There's another team that's here that your boy, one of your boys, has two of your boys have actually gone to in the past year. Um – and they're in a division that looks a lot weaker than we thought it was going to look. And it's no, you're going with this, and I disagree with it. The Detroit Lions. I disagree with it. I All right, so he, this is a total wild. This is not mine. Of course, I, I can make all the points in the world for the projected uh, team that is the San Francisco 49ers that literally got like so lucky to get another number two pick. But why I love the Lions – if they go with Hawkinson or who I think they'll take Montez Sweet, and they can still get Ziggy Anza back because he nobody signed with nobody signed them. Stafford's got weapons. They have a running game. Matt Patricia's got another year in there with young guys with his kind of culture. It just and the fact is I don't think the Packers are going to go 500 this year. I think they're going to kind of linger around that. I think the Vikings are going to linger on that too because they're going to keep shooting themselves in the foot because Kirk Cousins robbed them of $84 million. Yeah. And this is a total hypothetical here. And I, I just don't trust the Bears. I think last year was like that spark in the bottle kind of season. I think last year it's either going to be a, like, you know, like you said, a spark in the bottle. It's either going to lead to a bear explosion, they're going to do great, or it's going to be a dud. I just I look at the lines and I'm like it's I could see it happening. It happened three years ago. My so, issue is Matt Patricia. Why I disagree with that. <laughs> Your hatred of him is ridiculous. I love Matt Patricia. Frat boy Belichick. I don't know what you're talking about. I love Matt Patricia. My issue is he's trying to build the Patriots. That that that's pretty much what he's doing with a quarterback who can sling the ball and that's the only thing better he can do than Brady. I don't know how that's gonna work yeah, out. Yeah, also a better running back. Carry on Johnson's stuff. Um excuse you. Sony Michelle's a stud. Pre Sony Michelle. Okay. Because he wasn't there for Sony Michelle. No, that's true. Alright. I agree with that. But so I don't know how it's gonna work out. That's the only issue I have with that. But you can see it happening, though, right? I can like, see it happening. I don't know how I feel about Matt Stafford as a franchise Oh, my God. Mark, Mark's going to be at, listening to this later, doing the snippet, and he's going to have a fucking conniption when he hears me say the lines of a shot making the playoffs. Oh, my and God. And then Mike's going to have a conniption hearing me say that Matthew Stafford is not a winning quarterback. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll – Mike will be calm. Mark won't. Mark will, like, text me in angry caps – why are you still high on Stafford? Put this bum away. Oh, I do agree with you. If they can convince 
Calvin Johnson to come out of retirement. Oh my they're like, God. hey, look at this team, Megatron. Right, listen, yo, listen. I just saw another thing. I'm what on if it. they go like completely Lions here and draft a wide receiver in the first round of Metcalf? That's the other team I was like thinking about like, Jacksonville and like Detroit. Like it's so swing wide receiver here. DK Metcalf, I think, would really fit in well with the Lions. Because you have Marvin Jones, another deep threat on the other side. And then who's their other receiver? They have Galladay in the slot or rotating in. Amendola in the slot. And you have Metcalf out wide on the other side. Metcalf just becoming Calvin Johnson 2.0. Yep. Even though everyone thinks the guy out of uh, Ohio, uh, Iowa State, Nakeem Hines, who I could see them going with in the second round. So that's another thing to think about, too. But, um, yeah, that about wraps it up for all this stuff. It is time for the smooth jazz, folks, and last call. So Kevin knows this as much as I do, that right now the Red Sox, Yankees, two of the teams are projected to be great teams, you know, World Series contenders, and I think Mike Trout has zero home runs, and, you know, the, the Phillies were undefeated until, like, two days ago. It's the first fucking week of baseball. Calm down. I, I was in our group chat today, Kevin, like our, our belly up group, our company group chat, and I was reading some of the stuff people were saying about baseball. I'm like, trying to lose my mind. First of all, my Diamondbacks last year held first place in the NL West essentially until August and then choked it away. This is why I, I don't give a back. fuck about baseball standings until July. In July, games start mattering. But before then, it's kind of like, you know what? It's whatever. Is it, unless there is a bad injury, I just enjoy the game for the game and for the stats. So right now, like I look at, I like I'm going to see two D-backs games this year, and I have never have been more excited to watch them play because I don't know who to root for as my favorite player. I mean, I could root for Christian Walker, who I actually might reach out to because he's got so little amount of followers on Instagram. I might, I, I mean, I'm not kidding. Only, only not a lot of people know about this guy, and he's top ten in the league home runs right now. So I might swing a DM, be like, listen. I'll come on podcast. I'm a big D-backs fan, but whatever. Adam Jones having a great season for us. He's hitting like 385 right now. Same with David Peralta, all-star. I'm getting, I'm going on Diamondbacks, whatever. But the thing is about baseball right now, enjoy the game, enjoy the fun, enjoy the fact that like, you know, guys are just dropping 10, 10 strikeout games and a pitcher hit two home runs the other night. And, you know, just random players are starting to play great. Cody Bellinger's got like five dingers right now. Stop going crazy about the standing. They don't fucking matter until July. It's 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 stupid that people are getting so overreactive about this week. It happens every year. I remember 2013. Justin Upton had tw- almost like he had like 17 home runs in April. He finished with like 31 for the entire season. Enough. That's all I got. Kevin, you got anything else? Sox and the Yankees will figure it out. Yeah, it's, uh, honestly, that's pretty much That's it. Say the people obvious. are like, oh, they suck. Like, they're going to be off. No, they're going to figure it out. Well, I, I made my predictions on Jack's show for wild card and division teams. I literally said Yankees or Red Sox win that division. The loser gets the first wild card spot. Yep. Indies take the central. West is the Astros taking the division and the A's taking the final wild card spot. Yeah. In the, in the NL, I said uh, Phillies get the division, but it's close. Um, Central is Brewers by a country mile. Um, West is the Dodgers. And then in the wild cards, a three-team clusterfuck between the Cardinals, Braves, and Diamondbacks. And the team with the best pitching on the stretch wins. 
So there you go. Yeah, that's what I said with the Wild. And Jack's like, oh, the Diamondbacks are gonna lose a hundred games. I'm like, how? Their WAR and their metrics are actually higher without Goldschmidt and Corbin and Pollock. But you know, that's what am I? What am I talking about? But so my thing with the Yankees and the Red Sox are like. The Yankees led the league, like, set the record for most home runs in the season all the season, right? Yeah. It's not the National League. It doesn't home runs don't win games unless you're playing in the NL. Like, not even kidding. But still, they're going to figure it out. Also, those home runs, like, they had to win something, right? Like, they at least got out of the divisional round, right? Yeah. They did. Yeah. I think they did. They did. That's the joke. Oh, yeah, because they lost the Astros. They lost to the Sox. Oh, never mind. Sorry. I care. Dude, last year's baseball playoffs was just so weird. I don't remember any of it. Jared ruining my jokes. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Um, yeah, no, I, I just, you know, like right now, like I and, and like I argued with uh, our friend of the show, Jack O'Hara, for like an hour about this. And he was like, and, you know, you folks know I defend my Diamondbacks viciously, but like, I don't know. We had Steve Peral on here. He didn't think my theory was crazy. And he actually pays attention to more baseball than Jack does. Yeah, I'm calling you out, Jack. Um, cut your ponytail, you freaking weenie. <laughs> um, Jesus, I didn't even know Jack had a ponytail. Now I gotta make fun he, of him for that. He's got a man bun. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Get it together. Figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> All right. That's about it. Pitter patter. Let's get at her. Kevin, thank you for coming on today, man. It was great having you come on and uh, co-host with me today. Thanks for having me, buddy. Roll Tide. Oh, God. Hey, anything's better than War Eagle. I'm you still upset right it. now. It's all about the you. This episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your host on Twitter at Belly Up Jared and at Mark Riley.